When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, this is Phil Town. And this is Danielle Town. My daughter, Danielle Town. <laughs> Y'all gonna Who I'm so proud of. I mean, you've you've really you've really shown an incredible amount of character here during this long COVID thing. It's amazing how oh, how you're handling thanks. this. What a struggle you've been in for two years plus now. And yeah, I don't like that slowly time getting, frame, but yes. That's, slowly yeah, getting just, better, slowly getting better, slowly getting better, doing everything, super disciplined. Wow. You you should at the end at the end of this, when you're really feeling comfortable, you should write this up. It's Thanks. A yeah. It's yeah, it's I don't know. I have so many like thoughts about it and certainly for the first six months or eight months I was saying like oh I'll I'll definitely write about this I'm learning so much and at some point I just stayed sick and it just gets so long and so hard and it's like almost for my own like mental health I had to stop thinking like oh when I'm well because it's going to happen so soon the way I was thinking in the beginning so I've kind of stopped thinking those thoughts of like when I'm well I'll do xyz and I better be prepared because that's going to happen like I'm more in the time frame of like let me just try to get well (laughs) and I learned a lot of that when I was inpatient at the clinic slash hospital of like how to kind of think about this in a way that makes it easier for me to make healthier choices choices that don't make me worse make me more tired make me more brain tired and fatigued so yeah so anyway I don't know I just have no perspective on this experience that's how I feel I have no perspective have have you have you very much like in it like I'm under the surface of the water desperately trying to swim into the light and it's still really far away that's how it feels have you ever read um Viktor Frankl's book on his experience in the concentration camps Man's, I believe it's man's search for man's meaning. search for meaning. Right. Um, I don't think I ever read that. I've heard of it, of course. So I don't think I read it. I really no. think you maybe should take a look at it. it essentially, really? yeah. Essentially, it's um. God, what is it? It's it's a question of you know the meaningfulness of life and all, but the essence of it is is that the people who took too optimistic a view of what was the, the, the Jews, yeah. who there, they took too optimistic a view. They died. Because I read that. There was a length of time over which you could sustain this optimism. And then when that time passed, mm-hmm. it was lights out. And, and that's quite interesting that, that you, that like that jogged your memory. Yeah. Cause that because that is definitely kind of the process I've gone through. 
I think I think you're learning something that a lot of us could learn from. Honestly, it's like dealing with adversity that isn't short term is is something that I think, you know, our generation hasn't really had to deal with that that much and neither is yours at this point, but other generations have. I mean, many, you know, all through mm-hmm. the history of the world, there's been really long periods of time where there was enormous suffering and difficulty and and those who sustain themselves psychologically through that kind of time period had a particular point of view that worked. Mm-hmm. And I think you're learning that point of view somehow without having a mentor to teach you or a philosophy professor to argue that this is the way you should behave or think. I don't know. It's it's sort of a bit stoic, you know? I, I was thinking of just Greek it philosophy. It's, it would be that direction, I would think. And that in the direction of don't have too high a view of where things are going to be or too low a view of how things are when things are bad. Right. You exactly. Know? Exactly. I, I don't yeah. know. Some, somehow maybe that's something I, I may have learned some of that coming out of Vietnam. I lived essentially in a bag for almost 13 years and was, you know, except a sleeping for the time bag, I, you mean? No, like a like a rubber bag that we used for river trips. Well, first, you know, the first four years. What do you I was mean in you lived Army. in a bag? <laughs> I mean, all the things I owned were in oh. one, <laughs> like one out of like out of bag. a bag. Okay. Yeah, I lived out of a bag. Yeah, not in the bag. <laughs> and I and for much of that time, I was by today's definitions homeless. Yeah, you talked about that last time. Yeah, this is so on your like, mind. Well, I don't know why, but it's definitely interesting to me that you have kind of arrived at us at a psychology or I guess a psychology that's a study of psychology what, what would it be a mental state or an emotional state mm-hmm. that is capable of a long race you know perhaps yeah and I'm thinking I think is- there's it like it's sort of a strange it, like I said I have no perspective on it and I have no real ability to talk about it cogently because I'm just sort of trying to feel my way through it um, right and I think that there's when I have talked to people about it it sounds quite depressing <laughs> like the words sound the experience is not depressing but the, the words sound depressing because it's like what's been very helpful is to give up hope and not give up hope a hundred percent, but give up a lot of the hope that I had that, you know, in two months I'm going to be much better or in three months I'm going to be much better or in a year I'm going to be much better or there's no way this can go over a year and a half, you know, or just whatever. Or like, I'll find the right doctor. Or I'll find the right medicine. I have a, <laughs> I have a headline that I made for myself probably a year ago. I printed up for myself that says the New York Times and the headline says uh, after complete recovery from long COVID symptoms, Danielle Town has better brain function than before, say University of Zurich neurologists. (laughs) And then I wrote a little like intro paragraph about how I'm being studied because my recovery has been so incredible and that people are now trying to get COVID so that they can have an outcome like mine. Oh, I like it. And I've had this on my bulletin board for a year at least. 
because at that time I was like, yep, I'm all in. Like it's mind over matter. This is going to happen and I'm going to find the cure and everyone's going to be like, how did a non-trained scientist find the cure? This is unbelievable. Like Nobel Prize. Yay. Everything's amazing. And I was absolutely certain that that was what was going to happen and I was going to make it happen. And I've slowly um, lost that desire, I guess, and, and, and feeling that like, this is going to turn into something great. And through doing that, which this, that's the part that sounds really depressing, like it sounds really bad, but it's actually kind of given me the freedom to accept what's happened and, and where I am today. And I think before that, I kept on striving to be like the old me, like the healthy me, like, you know, committing to projects and saying like, yeah, I can do that Zoom meeting with you and I'll do that interview and I'll write about, I'll write a book about this experience. And I think I was actually kind of harming myself. I wasn't getting the rest that I needed to recover. Maybe I'm not sure. We'll we'll never know. But maybe if I had done something differently back then, maybe I would have gotten a little bit better faster. I don't know. But certainly like the doctors at the clinic I went to were very, very strong on me finding my blind spots in the choices that I was making as far as like energy output and um, observing the consequences of my actions, Mm -hmm. which is very hard to see when it's just you. It's very hard to see outside of yourself. So it's really helpful to have experts say like I think it may have been when you went for a walk yesterday that was not a good choice because you know that walking for an hour is way too much even though it was so wonderful to be in the beautiful Swiss Alps this episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. So... I think, I think honestly, that there's, there's a... Uh, one, one of the things that Frankel talked about that got him through this whole thing um, in the concentration camps was to take your attention away from your symptom if it will if you will so paradoxically right from what you were just saying is like to be hyper aware of the blind spots but on the other side flip it over and stay away from and and sort of draw your attention away from your your symptoms into something else. And this is where I think he found the idea of meaning, a sort of self-defined, a pursuit of sort of a self-defined meaning in your life, something Mm -hmm. bigger than you Mm -hmm. to, because I think when people get, one of the things that is you can get so wrapped up in the problem that you you just spiral in. And um, I don't know, it'd be worth reading the book, I think, because there's another, Thing that occurs to me is like a lot of what we are challenges us in life can be you can become obsessive about it um, to a point of damage. I think certainly the case in investing when you become 
so obsessed with it. I've seen that a lot with students that are just getting started and they realize suddenly that there's this possibility out there to change their lives financially. They can become obsessed and just completely so deep in the weeds, they lose track of the forest, completely lose track of the forest. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the result of that is doing way too much and and getting wrapped up in way too many things mm-hmm. to a point of missing the the whole strategy that has made the most millionaires which is just being patient and not pushing not trying to push something ahead of its time just being extremely patient and find other things to do while you're waiting i mean other things to read other things to explore away from you know these companies that you've already done the research on and you're waiting to buy mm-hmm. and not get so tangled up in it that you you sort of miss your opportunities what happens is people will get invested in things that aren't the best things and the money is then wrapped up and when just the big opportunity something. comes yeah to just yeah. be doing something yeah. and the, when the opportunity really comes they're not they don't have the capital and they're, they're or they didn't put their attention on it properly or you know and and that's what i think is super important about this and maybe there's something from frankel that would would feed us a little bit as an investors of just you know don't forget don't <laughs> don't forget you're not here to make money you know that's not the purpose of life any more than the purpose of life is to be healthy you know that's not the purpose of life either those are both preconditions for handling what you're here to do I mean, yeah, money, what? certainly health, but I think money too, big a big issue, right? Those are the two big issues that people have that block them in ways from, from doing what they're here to do. What resonates with me from what you were saying about the book and then my just thinking back on like uh, my experience, I think I was very focused on the results actually, the result being like, getting well, getting well, getting well, getting well. How do I get well? What do I do? What do I take? How do I get well? And for people who are in such a horrific situation as a concentration camp, maybe there's something there of like the people who had the hope were focused on the outcome, which is I'm getting out of here. I'm getting out of here. I'm getting out of here. The war is going to end. Somehow I'll escape. I'm getting out of here. And maybe the people who are more focused on um like i said acceptance and more of the what day to day is the wrong description but where you are right now and how to maybe best handle that i'm not sure has certainly it, it sounds like what he described and it's certainly what i've found to be more helpful Spend less time looking ahead, more time focused on today, maybe tomorrow. (laughs) That has been very helpful for me. And actually, I've thought quite a bit about how this can make my investing better because I always think everything about how to make my investing practice better. And... I think one thing that I've observed 
is that back when you like first started, when we first started this podcast and you first started talking to me about investing and you uh, said your famous line of how bad, how scared can you be? Nobody's shooting at you. And I was like, (laughs) all right, (laughs) I get it. But that's come into my mind because I haven't had anybody shooting at me. I've had like the death of my life as I know it happened right. to me and the fear that I would not get my brain function back, which is like extremely scary to me. Sure. Um, but let, and let, so go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. I was just thinking there, this, this idea of, of being in a really terrible situation and finding a way through it, there's a kind of levels to this. It's almost like the people who, who, you know, focused on optimism died in the concentration camps, according to Frankel. Um, the people who found a kind of what you were just saying is like, you know, just acceptance of the situation seemed to yeah, be better. Yeah, and I feel like that's not quite the right word, but so I'm right. saying it kind of like something like that. But But yeah, it's kind of that. It's not, you're not saying like things are okay. Things are not okay. Well, I was going to say, things are not okay in that view. And then there's the whole other level, which there's this wonderful book called And There Was Light. And it's really worth reading. Um, It's a memoir of a blind, French-resistant teenager who was thrown into Buchenwald after, I think, a couple of years. Oh, I have not read that. When are you on your uh, concentration camp? reading kick this is just stuff from over the years i don't even remember how long it was i read man's search for meaning it was years and years ago and uh and there was light i think i read 15 years ago maybe but it really stuck with me because this this guy um was he started a french resistance group among high schools a group of high school guys that he knew and he was and he was um, blind at the time? He was blind. Yeah, he was blinded when he was eight years old in an accident. Hmm. And he, as as the group got bigger, what they were doing is publishing anti-Nazi stuff in Paris. And the Nazis were obviously looking for them. And he would feel the new people who wanted to join and help. He would feel them out. And he was the guy that said yes to people or no to people. And he was so accurate for many, like many years. I think it was two full years. And then he made a mistake. And he brought in a collaborator, a German, a Frenchman mm-hmm. who was a German collaborator. And that guy turned them all in and they all these guys went to Buchenwald. Mm-hmm. And I think of all of the people went to Buchenwald, there were something like 3,000 that were rounded up in that whole thing. I think he, and I could be wrong about this, but it's roughly uh, 30 of them survived the whole thing and he was one of them and his experience was all the way to the other extreme from these optimists and then the acceptance group his experience was that the germans he was blind so the germans stopped feeding him they wouldn't give him any food they just wanted him to die Mm -hmm. he wasn't useful to them and he basically ended up on his deathbed and then light came into him and I'm sure read the, it's been a long time since I read the book, so I'm paraphrasing badly. But 
the light came into him and he got off his deathbed Hmm. and spent the next, I think it was two or three years, tending to people and helping them and was this kind of savior in this place. And and the whole time he's describing it as living in bliss, Hmm. just waves of bliss, Mm -hmm. like the most wonderful time of his life. Mm-hmm. which he wrote, you know, years later. Mm-hmm. So, wow, what what an experience, what a range of experience is possible for human beings, right? Yeah. And, I, you know, the, the thing is you can't force yourself into his situation. That, that, to me, is something that just happens. It's like you're at that level of evolution and it just clicks in. And I, I don't know how else to describe it other than karma and, and evolution. Well, and it sounds like, you know, not wanting to say what he was feeling. I have not read the book. It sounds like he fully let go, you know. Oh, uh, I'm dead so. anyway. So yeah, yeah. here I am. Yeah. You know, here I am. The fact Take that me. I'm use breathing me. right now, use me. Exactly. I yeah. can go help that person over there. And who cares if I die on the way? Because right. I'm dead anyway. Right. right. And maybe right. that's this sort of like, radical acceptance feeling and what I was going to say about you getting shot at and and like the stress of investing being nothing compared to that is I have I now have some sense of that now like the stress of Mm -hmm. being afraid of losing my investment money is like okay I mean it still (laughs) bugs me I'm not going to say I'm like oh everything's fine now but there's a lot worse things that can happen and I get it a little bit more now. And I think maybe the, the, the what I try to convey here is my sense that that your investing success doesn't require you pushing to get it. Mm-hmm. Like the kind of being overly optimistic and pushing, pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, it requires a kind of an equanimity, a kind of a quietness Charlie calls it patience you know but I think it's a kind of internal quietness and that comes from first off accepting your situation where you are and next maybe realizing that you're on this journey over which you have some control but not all Mm -hmm. control you can't you can't force it to happen you can follow the path um, but it's going to be your path ultimately that you're going to be on and having that that kind of equanimity that kind of emotional patience that sort of balanced centeredness if you will is just really really important to the whole process and i think good investors that i know would agree with that you know i think i think that's a, a good thing to know it didn't it didn't get us down the path toward picking a company today but i think Maybe that's a good a good thing for you guys to think about is emotional centeredness is key to this whole process that we do. It is. And I will just add to that, having been up and down the spectrum, um, it's not like, I just don't want anybody listening to this to go like, oh, well, I don't feel centered. So I guess I just not, I'm not as good or something. It's all over the map like we're all all over the map sure and it's fine to feel completely depressed and 
completely on top of the world and somewhere in there is that middle ground of knowing that I think maybe it's like accepting that things will change the bad times are not necessarily always going to be there and the good times are not necessarily always going to be there I mean think think about it maybe like riding a horse you know just you're just learning and you're going to be all over that saddle forward backward left side right side you might fall off but there's just a few things you you do to get better you know you try to stay centered keep your heels down you know just try to stay centered keep your heels down and just keep coming back to that <laughs> it's like i'm not centered on this horse I, i've got to find my way back to that and, get and then myself at some point you realize your horse sucks and you just need a new horse <laughs> which is why of that's course, okay too <laughs> it's why you want to be on the right horse which is in investing it's the right path You're on the right path, you guys. You're definitely on the right path. And what Danielle said is so true. You're going to be all over the place. But just keep coming back to these basic principles. Understand the business. Make sure it has an intrinsic characteristic that protects it from competition. Make sure you trust the management team and find a good price to buy it at. And then just keep coming back to that over and over again. Way to haul it back to the topic, Dad. <laughs> and we, we should probably All stop right. right there. It's pretty, Thanks, that everybody. was pretty touchy-feely today. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Time Bye. to play. See ya. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening to Invested. If you enjoyed this episode and you want more information or to listen to additional episodes, visit our website at investedpodcast.com and sign up for my virtual workshop right there. Spots are definitely limited for this event. I'm not kidding. They really are. They sell out very quickly. So everything discussed on this podcast, by the way, is either my opinion or it's Danielle's opinion. And really important, it's not to be taken as investing advice because I am not your financial advisor, nor have I considered your personal situation as your fiduciary. So remember that. You're on your own here. This podcast is for your entertainment and education only, and I really hope you enjoyed it.